know she is real as they come. Know she killed a hundred all day long. If you ain't got me honest, then she done. And we're back for another episode of the Honestly Helen podcast. Thank you for joining, and let's get right into it. We are back, Juicy's and Vibe. Y'all, when I tell you, it has been. A year so far. First of all, thank y'all for being patient with me. Season five may have been a little slow to get started. There's just been a lot of things going on in life. There's been a lot of things going on in life. I will say though, I took some notes for this this time. I said, Helen, we're gonna be more prepared. We're going to actually have things to talk about, and it's not just gonna be me talking out my butt. But nonetheless, first and foremost. Season five is here. And one thing that I definitely wanted to mention is, I don't know if y'all remember when I started off season four, I had background noise. Well, you know, um, I didn't put enough time to really figure that out. So it did not do what it was supposed to have done. You know, it wasn't given what it was supposed to have gave. So we didn't do it for the rest of the season, but it was a real cute little aha moment for me when I think about myself and this podcast as a whole. My objective of this podcast is to have honest conversations. You know, my objective of this podcast is to keep people engaged, to somewhat entertain because naturally I think I'm a little funny, but most importantly, like to have conversations about topics that you really don't hear people having real honest conversations about. So I said, fuck it. I'm not going to go out my way to do all this extra razzle dazzle stuff. If y'all got good audio, y'all got good content and y'all still listen to it, then I think I'm doing my goddamn job. Am I right? Uh, okay. So, y'all just get audio. Sorry for those of you that wanted some background music. You know, one day, maybe. Who knows? If you know somebody that knows somebody, hit me up. Let me know. I'm always down for having somebody, paying somebody to do something, especially if I can help the community. You know what I'm saying? So, there's that. That's. I just thought that was a cute little moment for me to have that epiphany. We, anyways, moving on. I always feel like I should do like a recap or a... This is who I am because I don't know who is new to listen to my podcast. So I'm going to just do a quick, this is me. Sorry for those of you that know me. This should be like a refresher pop quiz. I'm Helen. I've been podcasting for a few years now and we are in season five, which means I've been podcasting for three, going on four years. And we started during the pandemic and um, we're here. I think I have a pretty steady following. I keep the conversations honest. If you can't already tell to this introduction to season five, listen, okay, we don't got time for no foo-foo. I'm not here to impress anybody. I am here to just be me, have conversations. People told me I should have a podcast on the pandemic. I said, you know what, friend? Actually, it was my cousin. I said, you know what, cousin? You right, you right. And so I started a podcast. So if there's anybody listening or knows somebody that is listening and they're thinking of doing something, just do it. Nobody qualified me to be a podcast host. Nobody (laughs) checked my credentials or really was like, you know what? You should be able to talk to the masses. Nobody did that. I just decided I could do it. And so I did it. And here we are. And the hardest part is consistency, you know, staying on top of it, making sure that I'm actually putting in the time to have a podcast. I'm not trying to be big. You know, I enjoy the little the little following that I have now, but I do want to put out good content. So the main goal of this podcast is to have honest conversations, good conversations, conversations that you want to listen to at least for at least 30 minutes. You know, I know half the time you'll probably just skip to the end or, you know, listen to 20 minutes and be over because there's a lot of talking to be listening to a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, um, 
Yeah. So I don't think that said anything about me. <laughs> I've been in California for eight years. You know, it's funny. Little rant. This is giving me very much. I think I'm doing it this way because I have been on the, the dating apps, guys. So we're on the dating apps. And it's so funny because I have the same conversation with different men. How old, not how old I am, I guess it's on my profile, but like my sign and where I'm from. Tell me about yourself. That shit is irritating. I'm finna like, I wish I could just put a script out. I'm like, here's the five basic questions. Because once you get past that part, I don't know if it's just me, but the conversation kind of die. It's like, I'm not finding men that know how to carry on conversation past the basics. And y'all know I'm a talker, so... There has to be a give and take in conversation. Otherwise, it's just going to be me talking. And who wants to do that for their entire relationship? Not me. Anyway, I digress. Me saying I introduced myself just reminded me of that. So there you go. You just found out a little bit about me. Okay. Uh, to add to a little bit more about me, for those that don't know me, I do have a younger sister. I have an older brother. I was raised in Jacksonville, Florida, born in San Francisco. And it's so funny because people actually say when I meet them in California that they can tell I'm not from California, like I wasn't raised here. And when I lived in Jacksonville, people used to say, I can tell that you're not from Florida, which was weird because I was in Florida most of my life. But anyway, I am a transplant now. Oh, you heard I'm single. I was in a very long relationship last year. Talk about that a little bit more later on. And so honestly, so far, 2023 has been very interesting for me. As I talk to other guests, I'm sure it'll come out. It might come out a little bit in this episode, but it has been a very interesting year. You know, I feel like I am learning to really accept my blessings. I just talked about this on another shenanigans. I'm really learning to accept what the universe and what people are giving me. I feel like a lot of times I'm in a space where... I just like to give, 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 and I'm not as easily receptive to taking what's being given to me. I just like to give out. So I'm not good at receiving um, love, support, help. I could get it, but it's hard for me to receive. So 2023 actually is very much showing me that I am deserving of love. I'm deserving of blessings. I'm deserving of good shit. And I gotta just put good juju out there. So I think I say, say that to y'all all the time. Good juju makes such a difference. Really gotta be intentional. Really gotta be pure. Not pure, what the fuck? You don't gotta be pure. You gotta be honest. You know, authentic. I really can't stress that enough. So, yeah. Um. Anyways, we gonna skip over that. Y'all just stay tuned. You'll find out more about me. If you fuck with me, hopefully you stick around. If not, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. It's been cute. Thank you so much. And uh, I guess I'll see you next time. Anyways. <laughs> but I did want to also kind of mm, provide a little life update, you know? I don't know if you've been paying attention or if you follow my Instagram, but I did do a Stockton Music Jam earlier this year. It was in May. What is that, Helen? Oh, so glad you asked. It was a music jam that was held in Stockton, and there was about seven or eight, nine performers that came to Stockton. Amanda Perez, Baby Bash, Frankie J, uh, the group Next, a few others. And I had the opportunity to do some interviewing. So I was able to talk to some people that, you know, be talking to some some A-list celebrities back in their day. They probably still A-list celebrities now. I don't know how that really works. But there, it was a music that, like, I grew up on, which sounds so funny to say because I don't think I'm that much older. But the Lloyds, you know, um, Bobby Valentino, that music, they were there. It would, And it was... It was such a great moment, you know, and I just feel so grateful to have been a part of that. And to be honest, it was 
like, it was such a validating moment. Like, I know I've been podcasting for a minute. I've been talking to people for a minute. But to go to an event with people that actually have influence and for me not to feel too nervous, like, that was great. I enjoyed it. And all of the artists were really, really, really sweet. Like, I, that also surprised me. I definitely thought somebody was going to be an asshole or somebody was going to feel some type of way. I will say, though, <laughs> too short is definitely a flirt. My guy came in strong, <laughs> strong. Like, for he told me he knew me, and I was like, sir, I am pretty sure you don't know me. But he was hella chill, hella chill. He, like, he still talked to me for a few minutes, and shout out to Too Short for being dope like that. It was really cool. Another fun moment, I almost got beat up by Lloyd's management team because I may or may not have run up on Lloyd to get a picture for my sister because she told me that's all she wanted after I had already said bye to Lloyd. That, listen, so that also happens, but we got our picture. Lloyd was very, very sweet. His management was very, very sweet. We hashed it all out. It's good. You know, we, we low-key family at this point. <laughs> I didn't get to interview Lloyd that time, but I do got a memory with him. And hopefully, you know, some something will cross and maybe I will get to redeem myself. Because I still can't believe I ran up on a grown man with his back turned to me. Like, I know better. I know better, y'all. I know better. But it was another night and a bitch was tired. So, you know, I'm also blame it on fatigue. I'm going to blame it on uh, whatever else fatigue comes with. Your girl was tired. But it was really fun. And I just was... Grateful. I am grateful to have networked and to have made friends with Jeremy. Shout out to Jeremy, who was the plug Insight Man Podcast LLC, who connected me with this opportunity. And I be telling this to y'all all the time. Like, if you really are authentic, you really do gravitate and um, start to attract people that are like-minded. You still have to use your discernment because motherfuckers still want to abuse you. They still want to take your kindness for weakness. But you start to attract more genuine people. And one thing I can say is the older I've gotten, I've just attracted genuine people and people who really believe in me and people who really want to see me be successful. And that has taken some time. But it's important and it's something that I'm so grateful I've been able to cultivate. And it's something I want to inspire you to cultivate if you aren't already doing so. Start to. Be mindful of the company you keep. For real, for real. I swear I don't be trying to go on a tangent all the time, y'all. I just be trying to talk. But here we is going on a tangent. So anyways, Stockton Music Jam was really, really cool. That was in May. What else do I need to catch y'all up on? What my notes say? Oh, mm-hmm. So I kind of talked about the little dating apps. Your girl is single. We are back on these streets. <laughs> and fun fact, not fun fact, I actually said this to my... um cfo that i was back in these streets and she was so confused by what that meant <laughs> oh my gosh i really just be saying stuff sometimes that is like i really need that better filter but i've also learned that my non-filterness has gotten me further in life than me filtering myself but it was so funny because she was like are you single helen i was like no nah, i'm in these streets and she was like no we can't have you in these streets we go get you somewhere to stay and i was like no, I just, you know, no, no, no. Then we explained it to her. But anyways, <laughs> I'm in these streets. I don't need a home, but we just back mingling. I may or may not have made a shenanigan saying I was talking to somebody. Well, listen, we're no longer talking to them. And that's something that I actually am very proud of because discernment. I just was speaking on that. Discernment is so serious. And I ended a five-year relationship end of last year, and I did start talking to a new person by February because, you know, shit, I, I, 
It felt like it was time. So got back out on these streets, met somebody, and it was cute. And we uh, had a cute little moment. You know, we shared a cute moment. I learned a lot from that. I don't want to call it a relationship. I think it was a budding relationship. But we had a very strong moment. You know what I'm saying? It lasted a few weeks. And it ended. It ended. And I would lie. I would be lying if I said I wasn't working through it because... I, was, I realized this actually a few nights ago. I think with this particular um, theory of a relationship, buddingness of a relationship, I can't call it a relationship. It wasn't longer than six months. Like, what? we're not finna chat. We're still learning each other. But what I learned about that theory ending was I struggle with when things aren't resolved. This was a situation where I understood that it wasn't going to work out. So I explained that. And then the... Uh, this person also understood that it wasn't going to work out. But then, excuse me, we went through this weird phase of trying to still be friends. And then that's when I just realized, mm, I actually have problems with emotional detachment. Like, I can't be friends with you if we have been intimate. And so I actually told myself that I actually want to learn how to do that. I think it would be very mature of me to be able to deal with my emotions, process my emotions. And if there's somebody cool or was cool at some point and like the way it ended wasn't totally fucked up and the way this theory ended was not fucked up, it was pretty amicable, then I think there's nothing wrong with being friends. But I think we fall short when we think that we could do it right away. And so I'm at the phase where I'm realizing I actually would love to be this person's friend. Like, I would love to still hang out with him as a friend, but I got to get out of my feelings. You know, I got to process some shit. I got to be a grown-ass woman and be like, you know what? I can't be out here saying I want to hang out with him. We can just be cool, but then I'm going to go home and be in my feelings all night because I'm not talking to him no more. So, ladies, I'm talking to you specifically. Men, if you're going through this, please listen. But I know women, we do this a lot more. You have to deal with your emotions, okay? We can't be going back into situations when shit isn't actually resolved. If there's unresolved emotions, unresolved feelings, and you're going back to your ex, you're going back to somebody you used to talk to, or going back to somebody you used to fuck with, it's going to get messy. And things get blurred, and people's feelings then get hurt. And what I'm not trying to do is hurt nobody's feelings, okay? I'm too grown. I'm too blessed. I've curated too much of good juju around me to be to be stressed out with people, okay? So... I am processing my emotions. I am learning to accept the situation and that everything doesn't always end prettily. You don't always get the chance to fix things or to work through things. Some people, you meet them where they are. That's where they want to be. And even though you feel like they could do better, they don't want to do better. So, you know, you got to let them do that. Not to say that's what happened with this theory, but in general, it also kind of just reminded me of my first friendship breakup. That hurt me so much because I felt like there was things that we could have worked through that we didn't because that person just didn't want to. You know, she was over it. She didn't care to fight no more. And I had been fighting this whole time and it just fucking sucked. So, yeah, I was in a theory. It ended. It taught me a lot, though. So I also do want to say I think it's important for us to have stints. You know, I think it's cool for you to have relationships with people or um, theories with people and it end where it needs to end. We don't need to drag things out all the time. You know, sometimes I feel like we drag shit out because we don't want to be alone or we don't want to go back to answering the same questions on these dating apps. But let me tell you, baby. Let me tell you. The dating apps are definitely what you put in. Okay, I will say you got to do a lot of swiping on some people that you don't all the way feel attracted to just to get the algorithm right. But once you get the algorithm right, baby, when I tell you the amount of fine men that be living in this world is 
they out there. I'm also learning they don't know how to conversation, like I said before. It's very interesting. Like, I don't, I don't. What gets me is when you get the men that say, give me your number because I don't be on this app a lot. You know what that tells me, sir? That tells me that you don't even know how to prioritize things that are important to you. So if you're not on this app a lot, I'm not going to give you my number because you're not going to text me. No way. You're not even on an app that you yourself signed up for. Okay, if you don't take this app seriously, and I don't mean like gun ho seriously, but to me, if you made a dating profile, people are going to want to talk to you through that dating profile. I shouldn't have to give you my number because you aren't on this app enough. That sounds like a personal problem. If you want to talk to me, be on this app. And when there comes a time where I need to give you my number, we will exchange numbers. But until then, oh, so I am, <laughs> I am torn between, I think I'm going to be lonely for the rest of my life. Because I already knew when I ended my five-year relationship, I was coming out swinging. And when I say swinging, my standards aren't extremely high. But when it comes to behaviors and mannerisms, I'm not I'm not accepting no bullshit. We too grown. You don't know how to text back. I'm good. You busy? That's great. I'm not forcing nobody to make time for me. Because one thing Helen can do is make time for herself. And I will entertain myself. I will go out by myself. And so me being single now in these streets and seeing a little bit what I got to work with... I ain't overly excited about my options. You know, I'm not, I'm not totally discouraged, but I'm not totally excited. But I am enjoying the ride so far. Like, I I feel like it's interesting to see different people on this app. And it's interesting to see the different conversations in this app that start off the same. But like, how do they branch off if they ever do branch off? I'm not hating it. I mean, it gives me something to do in the morning when I wake up. And when I be at home watching Criminal Minds, I give me something to do to scroll through the time. So I'm not mad at the apps. I am on Facebook dating app and Hinge. And I just throw the information out there because a lot of people don't know Facebook has a dating section. They do. And to be honest, I'm not mad at it. I think it's pretty cool. I think if more people use it, it'd be better. But it's because it's connected to your Facebook, there's like a lot of things that it's just easy to transfer over. And Hinge, I actually am enjoying because they give very thoughtful props prompts not prompts prompts for you to answer questions and you can do video prompts and you can do audio prompts and i'm here for the audio prompts because a man's voice is uh, does something to the body am i right okay sorry so yeah i like hinge i'm enjoying hinge and i'm enjoying facebook dating app those those are my two avenues um that's what your girl be doing okay so yeah 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 i'm single blase blase we out here in this pool y'all now one thing i do want to touch on though about being single is the well not being single when i was in my five-year relationship and i kind of think i touched on this in the shenanigans there was a moment the end of our relationship is where i felt alone so i had to process being by myself all in a relationship um, i had to process just being alone to be honest and so one thing i will say though is being single being single single like not in a relationship is definitely different from being single in a relationship because in a relationship you obviously don't expect to feel single but you still have this false sense of companionship. Like I still was able to convince myself that I was in a relationship and I wasn't alone. Now that I am alone and really alone, like I don't have a partner, I'm really not talking to nobody. There is, I still enjoy being by myself. Like I don't feel like I'm going through this stage of where I really want to be with somebody or I hate being in my space. And so it just got me to thinking like, for those people that are single and have been single for years, I would just love to know how you have cultivated a space where you might feel alone, but you're not lonely, you know? And I feel alone, but I don't feel lonely. 
And I think it's important for us to understand that. So for me, I don't have a partner, so I'm I'm alone. Lonely to me is feeling like you have the absence of somebody, the absence of companionship, and you feel like you need to have companionship. You feel like you don't have anyone, and even when you have friends, you don't feel like um, you have them in a way. So I don't feel lonely. I have a curated, a dope set of friends, girlfriends guy friends, my family, and I also make sure I go out. I make sure if I want to be outside, I'm going to take masks outside. Even if it's to walk to the grocery store, hey, I get outside. And so when I'm at home, and sometimes I feel these moments where, like, I feel like I'm lonely, but really I be bored because I don't ever... I feel like loneliness triggers you to do things that you normally wouldn't do. And I don't find myself searching for avenues to to scratch that itch of loneliness. And so I, and that's why I feel like I, I, I don't feel lonely. I just feel alone because I do live by myself. But when I tell y'all I will play music all day, I play with my snake to Quan. Oh my God, let me just say also, here goes me another divergent. Y'all know I got ADD sometimes. My snake to Quan, y'all, I did not know reptiles could be so cool. But to Quan is my snake and I love him. Like, I get to, I don't know, he'll be doing shit. Like, he had this time, he really just be burrowed because I think it'd be too hot with his little heat lamp on. But when he comes out and play, it's so interesting to see him, like, his little snake on the branches. Got to put some branches in his tank. It's just interesting to see him be a snake and to know that's all they do all day. Like, they really just be exploring the environment. They can't walk, they can't run. As fast as they can go is as fast as they can slither. You know what I'm saying? But he is so cool. Like, when I hold him, he just be exploring and he be... I don't, I just, snakes are a cool pet. I didn't think that I would enjoy him as much as I do. Cause I'm like, he don't do shit. Like he just be in his tank chilling, but I'd be worried about his well-being. I'd be making sure he's okay. Like, did you eat? Are you eating? Is the temperature okay in your tank? Speaking of his tank, I need to go make it humid because I feel like it's a little too cold in there or hot in there. So I want to like, you know, make it a little warmer, maybe feels easier to come out, but I got a snake. And so Maybe that's also how I combat being lonely is that I do have a companion. It's just in a reptile. And funnily enough, I actually have been saying I wanted a pet for a while. Like I did want a cat, but then I traveled too much and I'd have to find somebody to babysit the cat. And dogs, hell no, you definitely can't have a dog if you ain't got nobody to watch it. My sister lived too far for me to just be having an animal and traveling the way I travel. So I was talking about getting a bearded dragon. I was talking about getting a gecko. And then I just happened to come across getting this snake to Kwani Kwan. And um, yeah. And for those of you like, did you really name your snake to Kwan? His full name is Taquan King Kong Susterich. Okay, because when he get bigger, I'm gonna call him King Kong because he's black. He's an all black snake. Well, he got some white stripes, but he's mostly black. And if you're asking why did I give him such an ethnic name, he's an ethnic snake. Okay, just like y'all name y'all dogs. I named my snake to match his household. He's a black snake. He is growing up in a black household. Taquan. He Taquan. And the nature of his na nature, the type of snake he is, is a black Mexican king snake. So Taquan covers his black heritage and his Mexican heritage. So, baby, we are inclusive, okay? He know exactly where he come from. And Taquan is great. That's my that's my G. I was thinking about getting him a bigger tank. Not thinking about I am going to get him a bigger tank. Because he's getting too long for this tank he currently got. 
He's amazing though. I love my guy. I love my guy. If you are thinking of getting a snake, get one. If you are worried about snakes, you should follow me and Taquan on my Honestly Helen page and get to know him through me. And I bet you, you might have a different opinion on snakes. Okay? Because snakes are cool. Snakes, And he's not venomous. He actually has the history or the ability to eat venomous snakes and not die because out in the wild, he's that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Taquan is that G. He's a baby, though. He's still a little tiny, so we're working on that. But anyways, we're working on that, Taquan. So, yeah, um, I digress from talking about being lonely and alone. Yeah, I, I don't feel lonely, which I'm grateful for. Amen to that. And so I would say if there's anybody out there struggling with feeling lonely, to find ways to enrich your life. I'm I'm about to relate this to, to Quan. I'm sorry. I was doing research on him and it, I was reading that snakes do need enrichment in their life. Like if you have a tank and there's not a whole lot going on in that tank, the snake can develop these behaviors that aren't natural in the wild. And it's because they're not being stimulated enough. So that honestly can make them sickly. They might not live as long. Because their brain isn't being stimulated. And so similar to us, if we're in situations that are not stimulating us, if we're not in environments that are, even when we're alone, enriching us, then we start to lose some things. We start to act in ways that we normally wouldn't act if we had that enrichment. And so I think it's important for us to be aware of the difference between our loneliness and being alone. Because people's loneliness may differ. Like my loneliness not might not be the same as your loneliness. But I identify my what my loneliness is. And when I do feel lonely, I call my girlfriends or I hang out with my papa or my sister. Like, I am not ashamed to admit when I want to be around people. I also, however, have developed the strength to be by myself, you know? And so having the balance of both is important. And it's taken me a long time to really get comfortable with myself. Because if you know me, know me. I'm a people person. Like, I'm going to go, you could take me anywhere and we're going to make a friend. We're going to talk to somebody. We're going to say hello to somebody because it's, ugh, why not? If I like your shirt, baby, I'm telling you I like your shirt because guess what? You need to know you wore it for a reason. I'm going to give you that validation. So I used to always want to be around people. It used to always be quantity over quality. And moving to California, and I've said this in another show, taught me that it really is quality. And so I hang out and I connect with the same people that I've always connected with once I started developing my, my intentional relationships. So when I feel alone, I know that these people will find time for me, without a doubt. When I feel lonely and I reach out to these people, they will find time for me, without a doubt. And that is, I think the type of support system that has also helped me not feel lonely because I know I'm not. I might be alone sometimes, but to be honest, I enjoy being alone. I be here smoking my weed, listening to music, you know, minding my business, and I enjoy it. And that's all I think anybody can really ask for. But somehow, here we go. Hear me. Here I go about to bring in social media. I know social media is low key the bane of my existence. So. Social media has convinced us that you have to have X, Y, Z. Like you have to have this grand facade of a life and this grand gestures of doing things when really you don't. You really don't. Happiness doesn't come from you being grand or extra. Happiness doesn't come from you doing things for clout. It comes from you doing things that naturally fill you up. 
You know, when you get the natural endorphins, I get high off of life naturally. When I hang out with my girlfriends or when I go somewhere and I'm excited about it, I get high off of life naturally. I don't need to be intoxicated, but it don't help for me to have a little drinky drink. I don't need to have something in my system to enjoy myself because I naturally enjoy the life I've created for myself. And as morbid as this be sounding, but I've been telling my friends, if I was to get hit by a bus, knock on wood, today, I don't have any quabbles with that. I have lived a very intentional life up to this point. And I know a lot of people can't say that. And sometimes I feel bad or I feel like, um, I feel, I feel, yeah, I kind of feel bad sometimes saying that because I know people struggle with that. I know there's so many people I personally know who are living a reality that I am like, what the fuck? This is your everyday life? Like you wake up and this is, ooh, it, it, it really does hurt my spirit when I think of the people that wake up and they live a life that is hard. They live a life that they have to make decisions every day that weigh on them. And I feel fortunate enough that I was intentional and blessed enough to have the foresight to create a life where I'm at the age where I'm not having to make these grand ass decisions. Like I'm able to live the life I wanted because I've taken the right steps. And I also am aware that everybody, not everyone is blessed with that. And so if there's anything I honestly could part with y'all during any of this is you have to think about a future even if you don't believe in having a future. Even if you feel like your future is meek, if you are planning for a better future or you want a better future, you make decisions that ultimately feed that. And even if you don't right now believe it, if that's something you want, you should start working towards that. It is never too late to do something to change your life around. It is never too late to start a new habit, to break a habit. It might take a while if it's a long, long life forming habit, but it's never too late. You know what I'm saying? And so I would really, really, really encourage y'all to have honest conversations with yourself. Like self-reflection is a big fucking deal. I don't even know what started this rant that I'm going on right now, y'all, but (laughs) somebody needs to hear it. That's why I'm going on this rant. I know it. Somebody needs to hear it. Self-reflection is real and you have to be intentional. I'm getting, I'm going to be in my 30s soon, then I'll be in my 40s, then I'll be in my 50s, then I'll be in my 60s, and I'll be in my 70s. God willing, I'll be in my 80s. Hopefully, I'm still functional in my 90s. Otherwise, I ain't going to go on a tangent about that. But, you know, I want to have such a good life and I want to not have to wake up and be stressed about things because of decisions I've made when I've known I could have made better decisions. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't know really where I was going with that, but I just, listen, (laughs) y'all, be intentional, okay? Be intentional. We get one life, and as messed up as it is, we all are going to pass away. We all have an expiration date. So being intentional, setting a course, and being on that course for a better life, whatever that looks like for you, I want you to do it. I want you to go for it, okay? Climb that freaking mountain. Okay, start saving that money. Whatever it is, you got it. Figure it out. Not somebody just found me on Instagram from this dating app, y'all, in real time. Let's see. Let's see. This is the dream. Let me tell y'all, dating out here. Okay, I mean, y'all, he ain't that bad. (laughs) He ain't that bad looking. Well, that actually brings me to... uh, (laughs) I remember (laughs) when I used to actually enjoy all flavors of life, you know, like I didn't have a type, I didn't have a preference. 
I liked white boys, Filipino boys, black men, Hispanic men. Now though, y'all, it is a conundrum because my weakness is black men and really dark black men. Y'all don't even need to know this information, but it, the, the little app, the little, my phone pinged, okay? And so this is a real life example of how my brain works. I'm scrolling through these apps, right? Or these men's profiles. And I'm like, bitch, we really might be alone because even when they be attractive Hispanic and white boys, and I've had some actually some cute Indians swipe on me, some, some cute six too. I'm swiping left. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And I, I'm in a love-hate relationship with that, with that realization because all men are beautiful. There's something though. There is something especially particular about my black men. They got me in the strongest of strongest of chokeholds. Strongest of chokeholds. Okay. And um I don't know if it's gonna kick me in the ass or it's gonna pay off for me, but I'm hoping it pays off for me. I'm hoping it pays off because the way I'm swiping left and all these men that are interested in me that aren't bad looking, got great bios, but my spirit is just not being moved. It's making me nervous. But you know what? Hey, girl, we new to this journey, so we ain't going to sweat it too hard. I will say a bitch will stay single because the amount of baby daddies out here. I Now, this has to be said. And I'm probably going to wrap up this episode because I feel like I'm just bearing my heart at this point. This has to be said, though. The amount of baby daddies out here and y'all not putting it on your profile is stressing me out. Okay, life is beautiful. Being a father is a gift. It is a blessing. And so you need to be an active father. I am not the partner right now. And maybe this goes, maybe I'm saying this. If anybody listens to my podcast that's interested in me, I am not in a space where I want to be a stepmom. And I don't have a nice way to say that. I've been trying to think of a way to say that. I think you should be a father. I think you should be attending to your kids. I think you should be giving giving them your undivided attention and I already know I'm going to feel some type of way if you got to go to a birthday party and that's why we can't hang out. I ain't going to like it. And that makes me feel like a bad person. So you know what? I eliminate that altogether. And I am trying to not get attracted to men with kids. And that also is dwindling down my pool because all the fine brothers got a baby. At least a baby. And when I say a baby, like under five. Under five. So I appreciate it. Um, I wish, <laughs> I just feel, I, oh, am I asshole for saying that y'all? I really just am not in the space. I just don't want to have to compete for attention. And I think I'm entitled to that. And maybe in five, six years, if I'm still single, I'm gonna have to, the kids will be older. They might still be single and I might, I might be more interested, but right now y'all, uh, that is uh, between men not having conversation and men having kids. The pool is, is a little, uh, it's slim pickings. It's slim pickings. So I might keep you updated on how that go. You know, <laughs> somebody said it was a pissy day and pulled my girl Tanisha earlier on the last season. And I'm not seeing the pissy part yet, but it definitely is a selected dating pool. Okay, if... You, you got to sacrifice or compromise somewhere, and I am not there yet, okay? I am too new in this journey to be compromising on kids. Oh, Jesus. I just wish I would put on your profile, though. Like, I won't swipe on you if I know you got kids. 
But I be swiping and then they be talking to me and then boop, oh yeah, I'm hanging out with my daughter. Oh boop, I gotta go get my son this weekend. I'm just like, you was doing so good, Jerome. You was doing so good. By the way, I'm not talking to nobody named Jerome. That was just a name that popped in my head, so nobody getting a pickle. Ciao. Anyways, um, season five. We are here. Get ready for another season of good conversation. Me being me. I actually really enjoy opening up the season with a just one-on-one podcast. We'll see how this relates to y'all. Other than that, though, it's time to kick it off, baby. We're, we are about to be full throttle. Season five. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, uh, if you want to be a guest, again, hit me up on my Instagram, honestly, Helen underscore. I have an Instagram for my podcast page. You can catch us there. You can also hit me up on my email, honestly, Helen podcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, I think I think, you know, that sorry about that. I think that about wraps up uh, episode one. Thank you so much, you guys, for supporting me. I also very much appreciate any new listeners. Um, welcome to the podcast. It's a delight. There is a no filters, no topic off. There's no topic that is off topic. or There's no topic that's off the table that we can talk about. So it's a fun time over here. Um, yeah, and I guess that's it. Uh, it's a wrap. Thank you so much. Until next time.